Hello, Kate here again. Episode 22 of The Angry Dinosaur. Twice in one week. Aren't you lucky? I'm actually at home in isolation because I've got the dreaded Covid. I've got the lurgy. So I've got lots of time on my hands. So no excuses not to, to get another episode out to you. I'm running a bit behind schedule this year because I've had a busy few months already. So I thought why not make the most of it. This episode is... Um, based on an article that I came across by Callie Kitson, which was written last year. And the article looks at the um, impacts that soaps have addressing mental health topics. So they're a bit of a guilty pleasure, aren't they, uh, soaps? I'm <laughs> I have them on in the background quite often as I don't like um, I don't like silence if I'm doing any work. I like there to be a bit of background noise. Uh, that's my excuse anyway for uh, for watching them. I used to get laughed at quite a lot by uh, my ex actually for, for having the soaps on. But they are just something that you know you don't really need to think about. You don't really need to follow. My attention span is is awful. Um, something again she would laugh at. So yeah, it's quite easy for me to just just put them on in the background. But um, something that I've harped on about over these episodes and the reason that I do the podcast is to, to reduce the stigma surrounding mental health and the only way we can do that is to talk about things is to you know surround ourselves with with mental health and mental health issues and, and to observe and to witness what it's like um for not only the person that's suffering with the mental health um concern but also you know families and friends and obviously soaps can highlight that and they can indicate the, the impact that it has on the kind of wider circle so I think they're really good at reaching a mass sort of audience too. Um, and whatever works, works. It's a brilliant thing. So we all know that soaps are known for tackling tough subjects. We've seen storylines on hard-hitting subjects that include rape, domestic abuse, um, alcoholism, drug addiction, gambling addictions, for example. And Joe Lockran, who's director of Time to Change, the mental health anti-stigma campaign run by Mind and Rethink Mental Illness... Um, explain that soaps can be an incredibly powerful tool for raising awareness and influencing public opinion. So when done well, storylines about mental health can prompt vital discussion, positively change attitudes and empower people to seek support. In fact, our supporters tell us that they feel accurate on-screen portrayals increase people's understanding of their experience, helping to speak out without fear of judgment. So it's a brilliant, brilliant thing. Um, we've also got Julia Lamb, who made a statement from Mind. He said that we want viewers to be introduced to storylines where mental health problems are represented realistically and sensitively, including characters where mental health problems are just one part of their lives. Um, she explains that media portrayals can drastically shift how we think, feel and behave when it comes to mental health problems, which is why it's so important that broadcasters get it right. And that is the important thing, it is getting it right. Um... I'm sure, particularly in sort of years gone by, we've probably seen um, mental health portrayed in negative ways, and and that has a, you know had the opposite effect. It's not reduced the stigma at all. It's actually made it more stigmatised. So, I think that is is the real key there that it needs to be done. It needs to to be done correctly. And I think um, when the sort of big storylines surrounding mental health, which we'll look into a couple of those later. I think a lot of the time the, the soaps and the producers and writers um, work quite closely with sort of mental health charities and, and organisations in order to make sure that the representation is real and is accurate and that's that's a really, really important thing there. 
Um, Alex Bushell, who's head of media and PR at Mind, adds that on-screen fictional portrayals can drastically shift how we think, feel and behave in relation to our mental health. We know that mental health storylines in dramas, when they're done well, help people to speak out, seek help and support each other. Although the number of storylines depicting a mental health problem is growing, we want to continue to encourage programme makers to show a wider range of different people's experiences and diagnoses and to steer away from using mental health problems as a plot device. There's still a lot of work to be done to debunk myths and challenge stereotypes and create a greater understanding of the realities of living with a mental health problem. And again, there, you know, that's highlighting that it needs to be done in, in the correct way um, because it is so easy to to portray it in a negative way and, and particularly with, with soaps where obviously everything is over-dramatised and, you know, it's there to ga- gain viewers and to leave on sort of cliffhangers and, and to create excitement and it it's easy to to kind of portray mental health in a, in a negative sense from that respect to get viewers to, to create this story but actually you know it's important that that isn't the case and um, I think particularly over the last four or five years or so I think soaps have become really good at, at working um, to ensure that that mental health is portrayed accurately and is something that we can relate to and and that's that is the importance that it's all about relationships and relating to something um and i think soaps are are good at that because everybody can relate to a soap in in some respect because they ultimately they're portraying families people lives and uh, you know something that we can all all relate to and i think um looking at sort of younger audiences We've seen the, the increase in popularity in, for example, Hollyoaks, which is probably aimed at a, a younger audience and has a younger characters in there. Um, and again, it, it's all about that creating that relationship and that bond between the audience and the and the soap. Um, and just off the top of my head, we look at some sort of mental health um, stories that have been tackled and we've got sort of Jean and, and Stacey Slater in EastEnders. You had uh, Carla in Coronation Street. Um, you've had uh, Kyle in in Hollyoaks. So some of the characters that have kind of experienced mental health problems there. Um, and in this particular article, I actually talked to um, a number of of soap fans who have actually you know stated the positive impact that storylines have had on their lives and, and their own mental health so uh, John who's 31 says that Hollyoaks saved his life I mean that's that's quite a statement um, John had suffered in silence for years with depression anxiety BPD OCD and due to the stigma faced um, during adolescent years chose to stay silent um, and <clears throat> John was actually really suicidal he'd been sort of labelled a, a bit of a drama queen for, for daring to suggest that he was suicidal but yeah he was in a really bad place and um, had kind of planned planned suicide if you like and the storyline that involved Kyle in, in Hollyoaks um, which if you're not familiar Kyle was a character who ended up taking his own life and the focus was very much on the impact that that had on his friends and his family He'd been suffering with depression and um, drug abuse and, and hadn't really sought the help that he needed. And, uh, yeah, um, John actually credits that with, with having saved his life because he 
saw the impact that it had on the, the wider kind of family and friends unit of, of Carl's and he didn't want to put his family and friends through that and it actually pushed him to reach out and he called a friend who then encouraged him to get support and John ended up calling the Samaritans and, and texted Shout um, details of both of those I'm going to pop in the uh, information section for the episode so we'll pop those numbers in there um, but yeah so we actually reached out and, and got help and as I say, credits the storyline and, and the soap for, for having given him the courage to do that. So that's obviously an incredible thing. Um, another another fan who's Liz, who highlights um, Lacey Turner's portrayal of Stacey Slater battling with bipolar disorder. Um, I've always thought that Lacey was a, a really good actress, actually. Um, seen her in, in a couple of things and... Yeah, um, so Liz was, was diagnosed with bipolar disorder way back in, in 2002 um, and was experiencing psychosis and um, felt that there wasn't actually an awful lot of knowledge surrounding bipolar knowledge or, or understanding and that it wasn't really something that people talked about. Um, and, and that must be really tough to, to sort of be diagnosed with something that people don't really know much about it, it you know you feel like you can't really talk to anybody and then um in in eastenders in 2009 we saw stacy um battle with her uh bipolar and actually get a diagnosis of bipolar and i guess that brought you know brought it to light and made people a bit more aware of, of what bipolar was um Lacey's actually spoken out about it herself and stated that it was one of her biggest achievements and that she was honoured to have been trusted with the responsibility of portraying an issue that so many people are affected by. And again, time for changes. Joe Lachlan added that the complex storylines like these are vital in helping us to understand mental illness and research shows that although attitudes towards mental health problems are improving, common misconceptions are leaving some conditions behind and we know that responsible soap storylines about less common mental health problems such as schizophrenia and bipolar have the ability to reduce the stigma and misunderstanding this uh, sadly still remains rife around these diagnoses so it, it there's still a lot of work to do and this isn't solving it you know putting it in a soap isn't solving anything it's not reducing stigma to the the level that it needs to be reduced to but it is it is helping and it's a step in the right direction. Um, and again, we go on and we look at, in 2019, we watched Alison King, who plays Carla Connor in Coronation Street, dive, uh, can't speak, sorry, <laughs> COVID brain, develop um, psychosis. And this resonated with um, one fan in particular, Natasha, who said that it was actually difficult for her to watch as it was so very close to her own experience of living with bipolar psychosis and anxiety and BPD. And we touched upon it earlier with the Kyle storyline. Um, suicide has been a massive, um, massive issue for, for a long time for, for people. Um, it's really sad. People shouldn't be taking their own lives, um, but they do. And, you know, it's it's an awful thing. But... Um, it's it's featured in quite a few storylines over the years and in 2019 EastEnders examined the pressures that young people face with um, Bex Fowler struggling with academic pressures during her A-levels 
um, Bex actually attempted to take her own life and following the emotional scenes viewers took to social media to discuss again it's getting people talking and that's what it's about it's it's not it's not solving a problem but it's getting people talking and it's raising awareness and if it helps one person then that's an incredible thing and that's something that we should keep pushing and keep promoting help one person that one person may then go on to help another person and before you know it a lot of people have been helped um one of the most prolific mental health storylines um particularly surrounding suicide was um was that of Aidan Connor played by Shane Ward in in Coronation Street so Aidan took his own life in the soap um and the soap stated that it wanted to highlight men's mental health because suicide is one of the biggest biggest killers of of men and men don't talk about their mental health enough we've seen quite a few campaigns over the last couple of years in particular about men opening up and men talking about their mental health so again a brilliant thing to do the charity calm campaign against living miserably um was involved with coronation street during the storyline and actually stated that they had an, such an increase in phone calls after the episode aired that they had to take on extra volunteers to manage the demand so again it just shows that it does have an impact it does help it does work brilliant brilliant thing Shane discussed the storyline himself and stated that, you know, from the character's perspective, there was no telltale signs that his character was struggling. And that's the thing, it's not, it's an invisible illness. We, we can't always see it, the signs aren't always there. So it's important that we reach and, and resonate with as many people as possible to, to get them to take the first step to highlight that they are struggling, if people are struggling, because that's the first stage, admitting that we're struggling. Um... Hollyoaks, which first aired in 1995 and, as I said, has quite a good sort of younger follower base. Um, they're, they're incredibly passionate about getting people to start opening up about mental health and they actually created the social media campaign, hashtag don't filter feelings. Again, getting it out there, putting it on social media, getting people talking. Um, that's all we can do. That's all we can do is get people talking. The more we talk, the more we reduce the stigma and the more help we get for people and the more understanding we get and and that's what it's all about trying to understand and trying to help others um so yeah i mean people do sort of laugh at soaps um you know back in the day it was a, a really popular thing everybody kind of seemed to watch them and, and people do laugh a little bit about them but actually they're tackling some really really important issues and issues that we may not necessarily see on on tv if it wasn't for the likes of Emmerdale, Coronation Street, EastEnders, Hollyoaks, so brilliant work actually that they're, they're doing and I think you know the sensitivity in which they're approached um, you know you've got to give the producers and the writers a lot of credit for that as well because it's not an easy thing to talk about and also for the actors involved you know because there's a, a lot of pressure on them to, to portray it well and you know a lot of these storylines they're big big storylines that have got a lot of kind of media coverage and um, the big big following base and they do really well to, to portray it sensitively um, and it must be quite draining you know having a, a mental illness is draining and and to and to portray that and to act that out in, in such a manner that is realistic that is real is um, you know must be equally draining and take a lot of research and, and hard work so credit to the actors and actresses involved too um, 
yeah, as I say, I'm at home with, with COVID, not feeling great, although feeling a little bit better today. Um, so I just thought that was quite an interesting uh, way to look at the sort of approach and, and the impact that soaps have. So I hope you've enjoyed listening. I am, of course, going to finish on a poem for you. Um, and that is following now. And this one's by Tyler Knott Gregson, another one of my favourite poets. I've no hollow words to offer you. I will not speak to hear the sound of my own voice. What I tell you, I mean, with every bit of my heart, and I will always mean it, or I will not speak it. Come not here for false compliments and hot air to fill your sails, but come for the gentle current that pushes you forward, that honest storm that points you home. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for listening. A quick sort of recap on what's going on in in my life so yeah I've got the lurgy um <laughs> I'm I'm struggling with it to be honest I've, I've not been feeling great feeling a bit better today so that's good but um yeah so as as you know if you follow the insta page particularly if you don't please follow at the angry dinosaur podcast um but I've been on quite a bit of a kind of fitness and health and, and well-being and weight loss journey as well over the last uh last few months and I've moved um moved house and I can't find my journal which I'd started which uh, was actually really helping me um it's here somewhere it must be in a box I need to need to have a good look through uh but I've not been very good at the um water intake and obviously with the Covid now I've not been able to exercise or anything so feeling a bit a bit down because of that but you know very lucky in comparison to to a lot of people and especially what's going on in the world right now so I'm not going to complain um but as a whole feeling pretty positive um yeah I think I made made a good decision with with moving and made the right decision and yeah I'm, I'm excited got a lot of exciting things coming up in the uh next few months and I'm feeling good um, I've got some incredible people in my life and yeah feeling really good at the moment so thank you and thank you all for, for checking in I still get quite a few messages just checking in on, on how I am and how I'm doing as always my inbox is open um, probably been a bit more active on, on social media uh, lately as I've uh, had had more time to do so things have settled down a little bit now so yeah, inbox is always open. If you need to talk, then drop me a message and I'll do whatever I can to help. I've also got a couple of really good uh, interviews coming up that are really exciting, so that's something to look out for. Um, and oh yeah, and a quick note for those of you that don't follow the social media, you should <laughs> get on there. I will repeat, please follow the Insta page. Uh, but for those of you that don't... Um, so yeah, I was just looking at some stats for the podcast and the podcast has actually been played in 23 different countries. So that's incredible. Um, really made me smile. Uh, didn't think when I started doing it just over six months ago that anybody would listen <laughs> and um, people do, uh, which is is good. Um, but yeah, people do. And I've had lots of lovely comments and messages and the fact that people are listening is, is just incredible. Um actually got referred to by by my ex referred to the the podcast as that stupid little podcast you do um 
and yeah obviously not everybody thinks it's a stupid little podcast so thanks for listening uh really does mean a lot and please continue to share pass it on to people that you think it might benefit if anybody's got anything in particular they'd like discussed just drop me a message if anybody wants to appear drop me a message um but yeah let's keep working to towards ending the stigma and uh thank you all again until the next time take it easy